0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. That's nice. it's the spot. Yeah. It's um juicy. Hardly any bit any bitterness to it though. No,
1: there is there, there is a distinct lack of bitterness.
0: Yeah sometimes i just want a bit of bitterness and I, I do which is why i've been thrilled to have found stone beers in tesco this week because it's what the you are beers, getting bitter in like stone ipa is as bitter as you like yeah. and i'm loving it and it's it's tough because my my taste buds are having to readjust to, to that, because that real that, that bitterness, beers, yeah. yeah, because because it's changed. The market's changed, yeah. and, and what's? Well, I'm like? actually quite pleased that hasn't they, or if it has, it hasn't. There's a lot of people it. saying it's very different from stone IPA brewed in America, right? That maybe they've tweaked the the recipe slightly from the Berlin brewery to meet the European market. Possibly, I mean, that, all, the,
1: all the chocolate companies do that with chocolate, don't they?
0: Yeah the chocolate you buy in one
1: country to another country it will be suited to their taste but tweet that's the thing isn't it yeah so it's evolved rather than being a revolution
0: and it's a different beer on untapped yes as, as well because it, it very distinctly states on untapped stone Berlin rather yeah. than, than that's because I spent hours creating all those beers <laughs> <laughs> and then sent them to the to, to the moderator. So, so what, what are we drinking? What, what have we got here? This is uh, uh, again, you're providing yeah. the beers. For this so, evening. this is
1: this is from my uh, my own uh, beer bods one uh, ones to watch box, and um, this is from Daya Brewing Company. It's the Steady Rolling Man Pale Ale. Comes in at a respectable 5.2, percent so fairly fairly sensible for us. I quite nice in this, just, just below session strength. Yeah. And um, we did the uh, day collab when we did the show with Roof, didn't we? Was that when we did the day?
0: Uh, yeah, it was flavour of the month yeah. that, that, that we did it with. And
1: um, we, we were looking forward to doing their own beer. Their branding's very distinctive, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Big can as well, 500ml can. Yeah. So we've got a nice pour. Nice pour to start e- off with. E- each of this. Um, it's it's a fruity mert bomb it is it's, it's murky more than hazy Yeah. it's very fruity um, hardly any bitterness at the end as, as we were just saying there um, but but doing a job in, in so yeah. as what, what, it's, is what, what it says on the can oh it's no intimate. it's doing yeah.
1: everything which it, should, which it should do it's got quite a nice uh, level of dryness so although it hasn't got that bitterness it's got a level of dryness at the end of it
0: it has um I, I still want that bitterness, though. Yeah. I, I still crave the, the, the bitterness at, at the end of a beer. Yeah, so do I. So do I. But it's, yeah. it is
1: still a very good example of what can be done without it still being too heavy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I can understand why people rave about yeah. this. And there are a lot of people that have been raving about this beer, and I think deservedly so, yeah. is, is why it's probably in the, the, the beer bods. One, one's, ones to, to watch, watch. And to be Box. fair
1: to, to, to Matt and Gordon, their ones to watch case last year, had some real corks in there, but really were the ones to watch. So they, they do a little bit of work on this, I would say. Yeah. So they are definitely the last two or three months, there's been a lot of chat and noise about them, hasn't there?
0: Oh, absolutely. And they're going to be a hop city as well. Um oh, okay. Pouring pour fresh beers. Fresh, fresh. Murky milk, hops. IPA bombs, yeah. no doubt, um, which is what that event is
1: And also, they cans.
0: Yes. They're Big can they, Big can. I
1: would think this is from America.
0: Yeah, it looks it. That's the thing. It's, it's this got that filter. looks like yeah, it comes yeah. from America. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to crack on and, and enjoy this. Um, what have you been up to, mate, this week? Uh, it was quite a
1: quiet week up until Saturday. Um, took my son up to see mum, dad, Mother's Day weekend. Do the dutiful, dutiful son bit, dutiful grandson bit. Tick, ticked all the boxes and then abandoned all of them. <laughs> to go to Coventry for a few hours with my younger brother, uh, Brian. Because um, Coventry's only 25 minutes on the train. And um, decided to rock up to Twisted Barrel. Nice. Which I think you've been
0: to about a oh, year, year and a half ago. Yeah, didn't you? I've, I've been there. It's a it's a nice space. It's a lovely it? space. Um, yeah. I, I went there during the day
1: and obviously the weekend, lovely weather as well. And so 20 minute walk from the station, got up there and this whole colourful mishmash of like little containers and almost a shack-like feel mm-hmm. about it. It reminds me a little bit of a, a like Gabrielle's Wharf down on the South Bank, uh, with all the mixture of colours and stuff. Twisted barrel, blackboard up on the wall, 15, 16 twisted barrels beers on there. Nice shiny silver tanks. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was a tasting and um, instruction sort of thing going on in the history of the brewery and the history of brewing in Coventry, in the midlands that was going on in the background and then um that with a couple of people uh carl the bearded one who works at twisted barrel rocked up
0: is it the first time you've met carl
1: apparently not no <laughs>
0: apparently you've met him at indie man I reckon. yeah yeah
1: Mi- michelle <laughs> reminded me that, we <laughs> that when we went over to try bob's fudge um not a euphemism, still. Um, yeah, still not. Still a euphemism. Still not a euphemism. Yeah. And um, he was there as well, and but I, I, it's a bit vague that bit if I'm being absolutely <laughs> honest. Um, but it was lovely spending time with him. Um, he'd made a bit. Of, I think he'd made a bit of time to come over there because he was going over to Milton Keynes that afternoon as well, uh, because the MK Beer Garden were opening a second shop, and they've only been open for a year to eighteen months as well. So things were obviously going well for them, and they were doing a bit of a, a tasting and a tap takeover, and um, also one of our listeners. Um, the Owl Lady
0: hmm.
1: was also in the vicinity and popped in while um, myself and my brother were there.
0: Shout so, out yep, to, so I had to a, a listener.
1: Um, had, a, had a really nice catch up with her, lovely to meet her, um, another real person.
0: An actual real person. An actual
1: real person. We're almost in double figures for real people. But
0: hopefully she gave lots of really good feedback about the show as well. Yeah,
1: well, she did start one sentence. Oh, yeah, there's one thing I want to say. And I thought, oh, oh shit, she's going to say something oh, about the work show. this going? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, no, don't, not while I'm here. <laughs> not while I'm here with my brother. who's never listened to it properly. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was really good. And the beers, the some really nice beers in there. And, um, Any real standouts? The My favourite beer was the mild. Uh Wild Beast or Mild Beast, it's uh, 3.3%. Mm. Really tasty beer. Good example of what you can do, I described it as um, an old-fashioned vanilla choc ice.
0: Oh, right, okay, yeah. That's can, the best I can, way I could describe straight it. Straight way I can get that flavour in my mind. Yeah, you know exactly what that that's is. That's what yeah. really hit me.
1: Um, and then we um, went to Beer Gonzo, the bottle shop and their little tap room at the back. Mm-hmm. I say little tap room. They've got sixteen beers on tap. Wow, that's that's,
0: um, that's, that's not that's not tiny. And it's any. a
1: it's a it's a pretty stunning range, to be honest. And um, the bearded one had recommended uh, a beer to go for, uh, you know, a very sensible eight percent sour from Alveen, which uh, both me and my brother are massive fans of the Marriage Parfait. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than the Marriage Parfait. The Marriage Parfait is my one of my standout Belgian beers. This beer was superb. Came in 8%, but tasted about four and a half. And again, on a lovely spring day, it was delicious. Really nice. Loads of fruit flavours come through. Wasn't that lip puckering kind of sourness either.
0: I'll I'll take your word on that because the minute I hear the word sour, Sour. I I eventually, straight away, I think Gaviscon. (laughs) Because I know the sort of impact that sour beer is going to have on me. You going, yeah.
1: But um, no, but the actual space was really lovely. It's uh, really Big, quite a big bottle shop at the front and then this lovely big area at the back as well and the tap room you know just got 18 taps and they've got the uh, beers are projected so that they just changed the project, projection onto so the I wall so no
0: need for chalkboards or, nope. or anything like that yeah no, cool. no nice, really nice lovely touch. space
1: yeah. um, and again another it's only about five minutes back to the station as well yeah so it would appear that Coventry and the Midlands in general as I'm sure again to reference Bob is um. Starting to wake up, they they they're coming. They're coming.
0: It, it does. It does seem as though because it seems as though for a long time the Midlands are uh, have been quite a way behind. Sleeping giant. The, the, the beer wave. Definitely sleeping giant. There's so yeah. many people there. Such a and such a traditional
1: history. I mean, apparently there's twenty odd breweries in Birmingham. I don't think I could name hardly
0: any. Uh, I don't think I could give you two. But they're all really traditional, yeah. and
1: they've got such a loyal following. So there is something there. Someone just needs to crack it, and I think Twisted Barrel are definitely starting to do that. Although, according to Carl, a lot of the uh, a lot of the beers seem to get a lot more outside of the the area. There's a you know because I think they get a quite good following outside.
0: They've got quite a good distribution as well because they're, they're they're linked in with E yeah. as well, aren't they? So yeah, and they had out, some so. you know there's some good yeah. write
1: ups after um, craft beer rising as well. Yeah, yeah. Matt definitely get them a, a good shout out. Half pint gentleman. Give them a massive shout out after the uh, craft beer rising. So they're definitely hitting the mark with a few people. And um, thank you, Carl, for uh, giving me a couple of beers to take away with me. My brother managed to get some as well. Don't know why,
0: but he did. <laughs> Your brother's not a drinker.
1: Oh, he, well, he's definitely a drinker. Uh,
0: not, <laughs> not craft. Not craft. We're well, working on it. Okay, it's a work in progress. So did you manage to get his beers off of him? Well, then? he
1: swapped out. He said, um, I, "I'm not going to drink the stout. I'll give it to you." Okay. You're not going to give me the pail? No. <laughs> well,
0: that's a, that's a start at least yeah. then, yeah. But no, I'm yeah. not swapping out. Yeah. I'll take your stout. <laughs> so it sounds like quite a, a interesting trip. Yeah, to, we were to only there for three here. or four hours
1: and we could have done so much yeah. more time at both places. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do either place justice, but it was well worth a visit. Absolutely. What um, about yourself?
0: Yeah, uh, not much really. I went, I went to Spoons and, and spent some of my camera vouchers how did that go uh, yeah one fifty-five a pint with, with, with the camera voucher with <laughs> the camera voucher. I, I, was, I was chuffed with that did you take your what's brewing with you no I read it before I went oh you shouldn't take it with you no 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 got your wasn't. voucher out your what's brewing the, the beers were bad enough ordered your one pound fifty-five let's, pint let's put it that way um, so, so they weren't really standouts um, a couple of the, the, the only two that are really worth um, any mention in, in terms of what, what were real standouts for me in the last week. Um, one of them was I, I, I got involved, a, a rare occasion where I could actually get involved in craft beer hour, where, where I actually had uh, a beer from the brewery that, that were involved <laughs> here, um, in the cupboard. I, I got involved in the uh, Duggars um, craft beer hour last week, drinking their Sadamo Dimtu which is a coffee stout, coffee infused imperial stout, imperial coffee stout. It's not like, like you to have one of those in the house. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, did everything it, it should have done on the label. It was uh, a big, thick stout. Loads of coffee flavour going on in there. Just, just really drinkable. Ten percent didn't even feel ten percent. Just a, a really good. Good drinker. Uh, and then the other one was um, from Lervig, which was a beer called Nordic Lean, which was a uh, fruit-infused purple IPA. Um, a what? A fruit-infused purple IPA. Okay. So, And it tasted like an IPA that had some fruit cordial poured in it. Um, the, the underlying bitterness of the IPA was there, and then there was this massive fruit flavour. Just coming through, and it was it, it actually worked really, really well despite the gimmicky. fact oh, that, that could it was have gone purple. badly wrong. It could have gone terribly wrong, but it it, it worked, and I actually really, really enjoyed that. Um, We've got a couple of good Lervig ones recently, haven't we?
1: Because we uh the, the collaboration, the, beat, with, the dark beer at the yeah um, with Hopping Frog, yeah, the yeah. Hopping Frog that was lovely, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Lervig are doing some incredible beers, and they do they they do some incredible collabs as yeah. well. Um, they're, they're one of these breweries though that much like um, Duggars as well that they're very difficult to to get hold of in, in the UK yeah. and you've got to kind of be almost right. tapped into the right network at yeah. the right time right place, right time yeah. Yeah. and, and I'm, you know I'm lucky enough to to have my monthly box that I select with with Beer Central in Sheffield, and and Sean does get a lot of the the, the, the Duggers and the and, and the Lurvig beers in, so I'm able to say, oh, put one of those in my box for me, um, and, and and get them. one so of the advantages of that kind of a relationship with the indie shop then? It's, yeah, it's just um, slightly different because it enables me to build a box full of beers as as and when they come in. You go, I have to, one of those to, to the two shop, of those. yeah. Rather than relying on what's online at a particular moment and yeah. trying to fill a box up of beers that maybe I don't necessarily want yeah. or, or not, so I, it's I think a, it's a really good way of doing it. it's, yeah. a, good, it's a good service. I, I I love it. I mean, I've not I've not been disappointed yet with yeah. with, with Sean's service, and um, you, you know, it's great to just be able to oh put that in my box and. But that's the beauty of an indie shop; they can do everything a little bit different, can't they? Exactly, they can be flexible. Yes, yeah, a- absolutely. Which which maybe not so much. With 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 what you get from supermarkets these no, days no. Which has been um, a big a, topic recently. A, a nice Again. segue into the to, to the news this week, which is a uh, one of the biggest news um, items this week was um, it started with the uh, announcement that Tesco were going to stop selling uh, basically uh, beers that come under the Heineken banner. Um, what, what was the reason for that? Was
1: that did they say it was something to do with the euro? Or was I did I miss that?
0: It's something to do with um, yeah, d- with Brexit and and the, the increase increasing in costs. Right. Was it was, it's becoming too expensive to stock them. So this uh, Tesco basically said that they've axed thirty popular brands, including Heineken, Amstel, Sol, and Tiger. Um, also uh, affecting Foster's Gold, Radler's, and and Rocks have also been axed. But there was less
1: outrage about that than when they did Marmite.
0: There there was, um, because at the same time as axing all of those major brands, what happened was, all of a sudden, the craftiest of ranges (laughs) appeared on Tesco's shelves. And unless you've had your head buried in the sand for the last week you can't have helped but notice that suddenly you can buy stone beers in tesco's at outrageous prices one well well i bought i bought mine for 190 uh, there was a range of images shared during the week the lowest of which i think was one pound 32 yeah for a can of of stone which beer, is ridiculous which is just ridiculous yeah there is no way Tesco did can you, maintain when that. When
1: you pick when you 'cause I think you got some, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. And did you check the dates yep. on them? And all Seventeenth of February. Ah. That's so, not bad at all. Just over four weeks old. Because when I was in MS at Milton Keynes Station before I went to Coventry and they had the U it's only a small one, so they had um I went for the Four Pure and Saint for Northern Monk. And they while they don't have the canned on date I was looking at the best before date and they ranged between May and August, which meant it was completely different batches on the same shelf. Yeah. So I did manage to get some August ones working on the basis of that, okay, let's go back six months.
0: were canned a year ago. So yeah, yeah, better,
1: yeah. Um, or at least fresher anyway. But I was just wondering, so you were fairly confident that you were getting some fairly fresh go-to and... Stone IPA originals. Oh, oh, and,
0: and also their Cali Belgique IPA as well. Oh, that's in there. Yeah, that, that was in there as well, which I, I literally had to stop and have a moment in the aisle when I, when, when I saw that in the biggest store. Bloody I'll, hell. And and I'm just like, it's interesting because it's like, what a time that we live in right now to be able to walk into your local Tesco and, and not just buy a range of craft beers that have been brewed in the UK. So, you, you know, they're still stocking the likes of Vocation. Um, they've expanded their Vocation range to include all the recently produced Pilsners okay. as, as well. So it's, it's not just all the IPAs now, it's the Pilsners as well. And, and then you've got stone beers on the shelves in Tesco. I think back four years ago to when I maybe started my craft beer journey... And I remember buying bottles of out-of-date stone online for five, six, seven, eight pound a bottle.
1: Well, even changing that, when you and Mark first started, you were picking beers that you could both get in the supermarket yeah. at the same time.
0: And but, we we were stuck to regional,
1: big UK regions. Yeah. And this is only in four years. And I think it's been a gradual thing for the last six to nine months because Tesco did a bit of a launch about six months ago of expanding their craft yeah. beer range. I'm not sure they quite nailed the launch and the spread into their into their shops, but the last few weeks, I mean, that's a pretty amazing turnaround in the supermarket. I mean that doesn't take away from anywhere else. But if you're living in a a bit of a dead water, which with all due respect to where you live, you are.
0: I, I am. I've I've got And and, and a lot of the discussion online this week has been about, well, you should be buying from independent shops, you should be supporting independent shops. Yes, I I absolutely agree that you should. But if you're stuck in a beer desert, which you are, which I am, my only option is for go-to beers to go to Tesco's. Now all of a sudden I can buy stone beer. In Tesco? in, In Tesco's.
1: Well, the same is we've got excited about the range in M&S. Yeah. Whether it be the train station M&S or the M&S proper stores. I was in the one in Bluewater a few weeks ago. It had a whole aisle just of beer. Not just of their old, the old range they used to do, which was their own label stuff. This is just shed loads of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is brilliant. If I'd gone into M&S three or four years ago and I could pick up some anchor, I'd be like, I would have to take a moment myself. I'd be taking pictures of it and telling everyone about it.
0: Well, well I did. And, and interestingly, you say about taking pictures, somebody shared a picture from a, a Tesco in Ireland that are stocking Magic Rock. Now, that was really interesting to me because it's like, well, I can, can, we ma- over there? I can <laughs> maybe understand why Magic Rock aren't supplying Tesco in the UK because actually you can get Magic Rock beers. Now they're canning. yeah. You can get them pretty much anywhere in any decent independent supplier. Online, every online supplier has has, has got it's magic rock beers. Yeah. But I th- that would be my utopia to, to be able to walk into Tesco and to be able to buy cans of high wire off yeah. of the shelf. Probably wouldn't
1: turn up in the one that we went into before we went to the beer festival in Dublin. I, no, no, absolutely, <laughs> not, that absolutely one. not. Because that one
0: had a <laughs> limited range. Um, but yeah, that's so that 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 was probably. The biggest news. Yeah. This,
1: this It's quite ironic because we did the supermarket discussion. as quite an early show. We did, things, yeah. things have moved on just in those six months quite considerably.
0: To the point where you can now, and I'm going to say it again, you can now buy stone beers in Tesco's. Yeah. If somebody had said to me four years ago, it's all right, don't worry about buying those. They'll be in Tesco's in a few years' time. I would have been like, Fuck off! Yeah. You're, you're talking, you're, you're crazy talking, man. Yeah, you're talking absolute shit. But there it is. Yeah, crazy person. Stone beers in Tesco's. Who, who would have thought it? Um, so yeah. So, so moving on from something that was really exciting to um, just complete. I, I don't even have the words here. You don't have the words. Do I, you? I, I, so, so I've got I've got two stories here that. Related to the same brewery. Okay, guess everyone what's coming up next. Okay. Batten down the (laughs) hatches. Get a beer. There's going to be a bit of a rant. Um, So, uh, early last week, um, the news broke that Brewdog had cancelled the contract arrangement that they've got with the Yeasty Boys. So, for those of you that don't know, um, current Yeasty Boys (coughs) beers are, um, particularly in the UK, are being brewed via contract at Brewdog. So um, that's why we're seeing more Yeasty Boys in the UK right now, and more fresh Yeasty Boys stuff. Um, Brewdog cancelled the contract, citing that they needed to focus more on its own products, and they've given Yeasty Boys four months to to kind of phase out their operations while they try and find somewhere new to produce their beers. Um, which I think is a massive shame for, for Yeasty Boys because it comes at a time where they're they're just building their presence. In, in the UK, yeah,
1: they've really started to branch out to a few places, both in their expanded canned range and also getting themselves into bars. Mm. It almost seems a shame, but this is it's almost come at perfectly the wrong moment for them. It because has that, that, that it can go a couple of ways, couldn't it? And while they were, had the access to the brewdog facilities, you could only see up,
0: you, you, you can. and... You know, Stu, Stu says in this um, article that I'm reading from here... Um, th- this article is from Good Beer Hunting, who who broke this story uh, last week. We'll put the link in the show notes if, if people want to read this. Um, but Stu says um, that they were planning for 2017 to be the year that opened it all up for them. They were planning to triple sales and, and be ahead of the curve. And, and while he still thinks it's possible... They're actually in the process of trying to find somewhere that, that can contract yeah. brew their beers. Which means they're now distracted from that particular path. That they are. And, and it might be that, um, unfortunately, they might end up at a big regional UK brewer. And is that going to have an impact on, on their beers? It could potentially. Because um, I'm not sure there's a craft brewer in the UK that has got capacity. Who, who could do it for them.
1: But, and it's, it's just a real shame. It is a shame, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone, myself, who's got that spare capacity that we know of, other than perhaps a regional brewer.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for Brewdog to cite that they want to focus more on their own products, well, what, do we need more punk? Apparently so. Apparently so. So, while we're talking about what being, we're talking about Brewdog. While what, what we're talking about being more punk... Um, the the one that's got us all maybe a little bit riled this week is is, is the story of um, Brewdog forcing a pub to change its name. So uh, this was uh, this came out in the Guardian this weekend. Um, this initial story that um, basically there's a there's there's a bar in Birmingham that were planning to had launched at the end of January under the name uh, The Lone Wolf this was a single bar a a single bar not a chain one bar in Birmingham dedicated to independent beers craft beers supporting the the the, the, the industry yeah that received a letter from Brewdog um, saying well done congratulations wish you all the best no. None of that? None of that. Um, saying, can you stop using the name Lone Wolf? Because we have that brand as a type of vodka. Um, and so not even a beer? So, so not even a beer. Um, and and I think the thing that, that, that got, has got most people riled with this is that Brewdog have always kind of sold themselves as this independent punk ethos. And then they go and attack an independent bar that's
1: Well they had that big falling out last year with the Elvis Estate, didn't they, over Elvis Juice where they, they they made a big point of saying that, you know, beer and branding and rights and stuff shouldn't really come into things.
0: Yeah. It's that, it's, was, that was
1: one of their that was one of their big defenses of that, wasn't it's, it? It's
0: just hypoc uh, hypocritical. Hypocritical. Hypocrisy yeah, see that's why there's two of us on the show. It's, it's all the hypocriticalness it's um i just i'm i'm going to say that what i just wanted to say It just has just been dicks in in this last week once again i am embarrassed to be a shareholder for uh, uh, of, of of a part of the company that is and it's Brudog. this
1: kind of news which keeps on stopping me becoming one as well
0: and it, but it's the, the the thing the thing is with with this is that today obviously this this broke as as we recalled this broke on Sunday yeah. in, in in the guardian today which is which is monday um james watt put out two tweets on on twitter the first of which was saying that maybe our lawyers were a bit got a bit excited and bit, issued the letter a bit trigger happened yeah and t- to which straight away people were like fuck off your lawyers don't act unless you tell them to act. Yeah. And then his second tweet was, Oh, we'll be sending them a load of free gin and vodka. Which is interesting because that second one's now been deleted. That that's not on his account anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Um and then this evening um one of the owners of uh Sir Sally, one one of the owners of the Lone Wolf or The Wolf as, as, it's, now as called, it's now called was on radio four. Um, talking about this, which which I think is great that it it's been escalated to the level that she's now on radio four talking about this, and, and she was saying that thanks very much, but we'll politely decline any free booze from from Brewdog because it feels a little bit hypocritical yeah. after we've had to spend money on rebranding and, and and everything. So I just I just don't know what they're up to at the moment it's just I don't see how anyone anyone would have connected the two I don't lone
1: wolf is a very quite a common phrase yeah it's, it's quite a common saying lone wolf and to think that someone would connect lone wolf an independent bar in Birmingham with the lone wolf branding that they're using for their new vodka you wouldn't
0: no you, you wouldn't you wouldn't put the two together and, you know, if, you, if interestingly, if you want to get into an argument about branding and logos in, in Birmingham, well, actually, well, BrewDog are using Wolverhampton one. That goes, looks like the Wolverhampton badge. Badge, and it, it's interesting. But through, through this whole thing, uh, BrewDog have just declined to comment on, on, on this. So they wouldn't comment on the Guardian article. They weren't available to comment on the Radio 4 slot this evening. The only comment that there's been has been this one tweet. As it is now from James Watt saying, oh, it's all right, they can use the Lone Wolf name. Bit late. Bit, bit late because they've already spent money on, yeah. on rebranding. I don't think they'd even think about it, going back to it now. No, no. But y- you know what? Fucking good on these guys because actually, as a result of this, the Wolf pub in Birmingham has got massive publicity. Yeah, it's a bit like, uh, it's over like this. It's like when Radio 1 used to ban a song. Yeah. Basically, and, when Radio
1: 1 used to ban a song, it was almost guaranteed to go to number one.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And all, yeah. The,
1: all, the, all that BrewDog have done is given these guys free publicity and well done for these guys for jumping on it.
0: And people are now going to go to that place in, in Birmingham. And, and you know what? I hope they never stock a BrewDog product. I don't think they will. As, as a result of this because they've, they've really got to stick to their guns. Yeah, while the current the, owners on, are in on charge, on this I don't one. think they will. Yeah. Um, but also, full kudos to... The, the, the story came out in The Guardian, but it was first broken by Midland's Beer Blog. Yeah. Who who first made comments about this, and it's escalated in a very short space of time to it to now appearing on, on on Radio Four. Yeah, but as, to as well.
1: to appear in the Guardian and Radio Four. Yeah, does show where modern
0: beer is going. It is, but like like I say, you know, well, well done, Brewdog Dog, because thank you once again for embarrassing me for putting money into your company because you continue <laughs> to make me look like a dick by your dickhead actions. That's all I'm going to say on, on that matter. And let's move on to some more exciting news. Well,
1: let's, uh, let's recharge our glasses. Okay,
0: so, so well, this is actually a beer from Birmingham. This is a beer I, from I Birmingham. Believe,
1: which I thought I'd throw in now it's in like, the opportune moment. That I
0: believe the Wolf also stopped yes. Burning Soul beers. Yes,
1: so uh, it's uh, the second beer from my um, beerboard's boards once to watch. It's the burning, Scar- burning Soul October IPA coming in at 6.7%. Oh, it's got quite a toffee caramel nose, isn't it? It
0: has. It's a um, very traditional nose. Caramel, sweetness, not massive bitter on the finish. No. But very well balanced in terms of all its flavours. It's got a very
1: underlying sweetness behind it, though. Mm. That's almost literally quite chewy. Tof, to, um, toffee
0: sweets, the ones which came in a tube. Mm. That's what it reminds me of. It is more of a English IPA than it is an American yeah. IPA. Uh, I feel.
1: It doesn't feel like a six point seven, eh?
0: though. So how big it is? Wow. Um, no, it doesn't feel like that at all. No, but very drinkable.
1: It's very drinkable. Yeah. But I need to. I just need to get re- re- ready for the sweetness again. No. So what? What's next? There must be it, some. Give us some good news, it's Steve. It's good
0: because that's that. That's calmed me down. Good. A little from. My give, rant. Us some, give us some nice news. Okay, um, let's have some some news from Manchester then. Um, so, firstly, uh, if you missed this uh, indie man, um, interestingly, I, I don't know if anybody picked this up in their new logo. It's now the Independent Beer, Independent Manchester Beer and Stuff Convention. What? In in the logo there, Independent Manchester Beer and Stuff Convention. That, that's interesting. I'm wondering where they're going. With 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 that. So anyway, um, indie man tickets are on sale on Wednesday, 24th of May. Um, and
1: apparently, it's going to be a similar token system to last yes, year. Yes, because you because you I asked <laughs> them on that straight away, didn't you? I wanted yes. to make sure it wasn't all in. A- absolutely, yeah. And uh, the glasses are still going to be third glasses, but they're going to be sturdier.
0: Okay, what? Well, so uh... I noticed that someone else asked that interesting off the back of my token question I've still not broken my glass from last year no but I haven't either but I've hardly used it no I (laughs) haven't used it at all Um, and while we're in Manchester the other news which we um, mentioned last week that we were going to feature this week uh, Cloudwater uh, put out a blog uh, at the weekend saying this is the end Um, so after 18 months of their um, Dipper versions they've decided to stop them uh, the most recent version, so Dipper version thirteen is the last version uh, of, of the Dipper that they'll do, um, because they they, they as, as Cloudwater do, they want to constantly innovate and yeah. change things up. So, uh, what they're going to do in in place of the versions that they're, they're, they're going to introduce three new double IPAs that will be uh, rotated in and out, dependent on what hops and ingredients are available. So, the first of which is going to be a North, uh, I assume by NW they mean Northwest. Uh, so, a Northwest Dipper. Um, so, this is going to be uh, looking at using the uh, yeast that they have from JW Lee's, uh, either on its own or as part of a, a blend of yeasts, to produce um, something that's more. Uh, distinctive to the local area, which I think is great because yeah. it's it's really defining what, what they're doing. They're going to be producing a IIPA, so a double IPA. Not a dipper, a double IPA. Um, and on this one, they're going to be looking at using a yeast which um, produces lower esters, which enables the, the, the hops to really come through in it so I think that's going to lend itself more towards the bitterness the west coast style double IPAs that, that we're used to okay like the sound of that and then there's going to be a NE dipper which could be north east north east or north England no, not, not north England it's definitely New be, England it's going to be north New England oh, no, I, I think it, it is north. No, so so it goes on to say we're far from done with our love affair with New England style dippers um, so from time to time they're going to bring this into the schedule, which is the softest, juiciest dipper they can make, um, using a yeast that takes uh, away um, from the hops, so and allows the juiciness. So it's, of going, to be a, it's going to be a, fruit, a breakfast juice. It's going to be a merrple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that's um, that. That was all from Cloudwater. You can read that on Cloudwater's website. So Cloudwater.co um, backslash bog blog <laughs> maybe the beers are getting to me this evening go to cloud water's website and read read all about that so um that's the news um that's Dude, taken on that bomb bombshell. <laughs> yes that's uh the, the longest uh introduction that we've possibly ever done yeah to, to the show um so we should really move on uh to this opinions 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 Opinions. Um, so this week we asked, um, it was all about geekery this, this week, so is yours just limited to beer? So we, we gave two options, one, were, one of which was beer is the answer and the other was other. Um, I mean the first option is a really good option I it have is to a really good option yeah, and links into a, to, to, to a blog as well yeah I know yeah. a really well known <laughs> blog obviously yes obviously um, so 34% went for, for, for beer being the answer um, 66% um, went for other total votes uh, 176 which is interesting it was a low number of votes but probably the most comments that we've ever had yes. on, 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 on a poll so um, I'm going to give you the long list of things it. that geek, people geek out about. Okay, big breath. Lego, nature, history, books, arch- architecture, planes, trains, automobiles, animation, gardening, tech, poetry, and the Archers.
1: The Archers was a surprise, wasn't it?
0: It, it was. I had no point of reference.
1: No, the Archers was a surprise. It's a bit like uh, when, when Janice from Irish Beer, Mrs. Irish Beer said, crochet.
0: Yes, that that was a late entry. Uh, yeah, I had nowhere to go with it either. Y- yeah, some things that people geek out about, I just don't get. I had nothing. N- no, no. Um, so that was the long list. Uh, the, the shorter list of stuff that was really popular, so things that kept coming up again and again. Sport. So which was to be expected. Yeah, although it came out, there's quite a lot of genres of sport that came up, wasn't it? Cricket, bike racing, NBA, football, baseball, and wrestling. Some people may have issues <laughs> with that last one. Being a sport. Sports entertainment, I think you'll find it's maybe listed as. Neither. But anyway, um, we're not going to go into that. Uh, music, lots of people commenting on music, particularly Mark Johnson. A bit of
1: surprise, this one, I have to admit.
0: Taylor Swift. Yeah. Mark Johnson is a massive Taylor, Taylor Swift fan. Didn't see that coming. Did you not know that? Did not know that. Loves her. Absolutely loves her. Genuinely as well. This isn't, <laughs> he's, he's not joking with this. So it's, it's a
1: little bit of an emoji. Little love hearts coming uh, out all the time. Y-
0: yeah, a- absolutely. Um, films, fu- films, food, <laughs> games. Um, whiskey and other spirits. Also gin. Um, other drinks, wine and cider. Um, comics, art, coffee. I was kind of hoping that, that coffee would come up. Sci-fi and TV. So And by TV... There's a whole genre of things, genre of things that, 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 that are thrown in there. Um, comments that, that we had before we get into our geekery. Miles um, Lambert at Miles Lambert. Is Twitter the perfect geek's playground? Quite possibly yes. I think absolutely yes. And I think we'll come on to that uh, as we go through this. Chris Griffiths um, at Griffith23 films gadget homebrew kit comics books all the usual latest edition is your is coffee your show helped with that one I like the way you said helped (laughs) I've been on that edge of dipping into coffee geekery for, for a long time but I've not yet made that step you haven't made the leap even the the show that we did with Roland didn't push me over because I think it's a another rabbit hole that You could quite easily go down. I'd very quickly disappear down the coffee rabbit hole. Um, Baby Reviews, at Baby Reviews, said, I can only do one lot of geekery at a time. It used to be music, but record shops have been replaced by bottle shops. That's something I can... I can relate to that as well. Relate to that. One of my geekery things is the Beatles.
1: So when I first discovered the Beatles was via Paul McCartney in the 80s. And I was living in London. We had all the record and tape exchanges in Camden and Notting Hill. I spent a lot of time in record shops just trawling through anything I could get hold of which I thought was a bit of a bargain yeah yeah definitely I, I can definitely relate to that one
0: I spent a lot of time in record shops in, in yeah. my youth as well just looking for I was more about the limited edition vinyl, so something that was coloured or a picture disc or, yeah. or something that was just a bit different I remember I get
1: finding the red album the Beatles red album red vinyl ooh nice yeah I went nice. whoa, whoa, I'm
0: having this <laughs> I've got a I've got a three set of um, Bon Jovi, Lay Your Hands On Me, that when they released it as a single, they released it on red, white and blue vinyl. And they released one a week for three weeks. And each one had less amount available of it. And I've got all three. And I've got the pack that they all belong in signed by the band. But I, I personally, I think it's worth a fortune. But apparently, unless I can get the... Signatures verified, it's worth pretty much fuck all. Oh, which that's is a shame. Y- yeah, and and I'm like, but but would you would you sell it? No, I wouldn't because so it was, it was a moment in time. Because I I queued up for hours outside Tower Records in, in in Piccadilly to get their signatures, and then spent the following three weeks searching out these vinyl right. records to make sure I had the pack. So and they've never been played, so they're all in mint condition as well. And as as geeks will know, anything that's in mint condition is is, is worth getting excited about. True. Um, so just coming back to some, some of these other comments, Simon Clark at Simon Carbon, uh, quite some, <laughs> summed this up, I think, by saying, it might be necessary to compile a spreadsheet of my geekery. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Which I think we can all, you know, relate to that one as, as, as well. Um, Bob Maxfield at Bob Maxfield, who t- to me... Bob is almost like the ultimate geek. This is this is the man I look up to. So, wrestling, comics, movie, TV shows—just a big geek about life. I'm going to add to that having chat about chatted to Bob as well. I know he also has subscriptions to not only coffee but he also has a bacon subscription. That's brilliant as well. A which, bacon uh, which, subscription. Th- this man takes geek to the next yeah. level, and I'm I'm dedicating tonight's show to Bob Maxfield. To Bob Maxfield because he is for me the ultimate geek. And to, to sum up how much I'm dedicating to tonight's show to him, I've got a very special exit tune on tonight's show just for Bob, uh, which I imagine by this point, if he's listening, he's probably going to be screaming to himself. Because he'll know what it is. Yeah, no. Uh, and then finally, uh, this was part of a conversation, so Mr Walker Porter at Mr Walker Porter. Uh, this was a conversation with Wayne at Irish Beer Snob and both ourselves um, talking about cult TV Particularly stuff that you and I are both into. So Flash is so good, best TV comic show. All characters are fleshed out. Arrow needs to end now. Daft backs, and and that's in relation to the flashbacks that, yeah. that appear in Arrow. But I'm sure we're going to come back to that. We will come back to that as as the evening goes and on. And
1: just so everyone knows, Steve is wearing a Flash t shirt. I am wearing a Flash,
0: <laughs> flash t shirt this evening. I felt thought as though I really needed to embrace the inner geek. Tonight, for for tonight's one. So, let's talk about our gig journey then. Whoa,
1: Doctor Who. From the beginning, for you? Well, I wasn't around from the beginning, but for me, I discovered Doctor Who quite early on. Mum and Dad, never got it, never have got it, still don't understand it. Don't like the fact I've brainwashed Michael as well. Uh, That was my starting point. Doctor Who, probably football as well.
0: As was was that as a child or as a youth? Or? Child. So Doc, Doctor Who was your first memory of, of something that you could latch onto, attach a geekdom to. Yeah. For, for me, it was mine was Star Wars figures. So so I I was a massive collector of the Star Wars figures, but at, at the time probably wasn't collecting them. Was was playing with them. Yeah. Was was just playing with Star Wars figures, and, and probably Panini sticker books. Uh, as as well which is probably my first real collectible Ooh, thing. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about Wait, that. yeah, sticker books. Sticker books. Panini. Panini. How many times did you be in the playground? Oh. God. Got got need need badge. Badge, shiny. Yeah. Shiny badge. Oh, I'll give you 3 for for that and I wonder that, where the badges thing come from. Uh, maybe Panini sticker
1: book. Maybe. Oh,
0: maybe. I forgot about that.
1: I remember my, my, my dad brought back a a box of uh Panini Espana 82 stickers just as the World Cup was finishing but the market was selling them off because the World Cup was finishing and most yeah. of the teams gone out and he brought back like a box. It was like, it, even though it was almost over, I got to open about 100 packs of stickers. Yeah, Brilliant. But the excitement
0: was in opening the pack. Yeah. Well, Not putting them in the book. No. No, no, no. no it was, it was, and it was going through to see what you yeah. had got. And, and literally, that, that point where you were getting towards the end of a sticker book well, you'd open a pack and you'd be like, got, 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 got. That devastation of having a whole pack of stickers got. that you'd already got. And you knew that you couldn't swap them. Yeah. They weren't these. Did, did you ever get to the point where you then ordered? Once. Yeah. I, I always used to. It, it was about 10 short and it was like, we well, can order them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to buy I them did in the end. Just to have the... We We sort of implied
1: they must have limited them, but I probably never thought about it like that.
0: Yeah, but as, as a kid, it's... I had
1: to do it for one Yeah. Minute, just yeah. to complete it
0: i forgot forgotten about that. That's a good
1: shout. But that was, yeah. that was definitely linked into the football. Once I started to get into football, I wanted to know more about the team I followed, Liverpool. I wanted to know more about them. In those days, there was only two or three live matches a year. Mm. You know, a few internationals, a European match.
0: And they're fake up.
1: Yeah. And the rest of it was highlights. Yeah. So probably the reason I ended up with Liverpool because they were on TV a lot more than most. And then I started going backwards, finding out a bit more about the history. But yeah, that that and Doctor Who were my first two geeky introductions.
0: I think I think I went from those sorts of things that I was into as a as a as a child, and then for me it then became about records, so and music, was the excitement of, of yeah. records. So and So was that collecting? Things. Was that your teens? Early teens, and and then I'm probably of the generation where mid-teens CDs started to appear. So records very quickly moved to CDs. Yeah. But
1: there is still something different about buying a record.
0: Absolutely. There's the smell of it, the feel of it. The checking it. Y- yeah. Has it got switches. Pulling it out and, and, and then pulling it out in a sleeve yeah. and then having to pull it out of that sleeve and having look. And every part of that had a different aroma to it yeah. as, as, as well. So the, the record had a certain smell. The sleeve the, had a, cer- sleeve had had a certain smell. sleeve was always a bit smell. of a musty smell. The album cover had a different smell. Mm. And, and, and that, for me, very much now probably links to... The, the current geekdom of of beer, which yeah. is that whole sensory experience that you've got all these different things going on. Definitely,
1: yeah. Music was definitely my next thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, again, like I said I found Paul McCartney in the in the early to mid nineties, and then discovered he had a back catalogue of about thirty years, which cost a lot of money, and a lot of time <laughs> collecting all of that, and then I found out the other Beatles. I'd done single stuff as well, so I started buying their stuff.
0: To get, yeah. I,
1: could, I couldn't stop, so it wasn't like I just said, Okay, I'll do the Paul McCartney stuff and then I'll buy the Beatles stuff. No, I'll get the George Harrison stuff and the John Lennon stuff. Fortunately, Ringo didn't do too much, but he did marry a Bond girl,
0: so hey. which links into another area <laughs> yeah. of, of your geekdom, which, Bond. Is, which, which is Bond, Massive which Bond I think we probably all dip in. And out yeah, of Bond. Massive e- Bond e- fans. Every now and again, Listen they? to a few podcasts
1: about Bond, but I mean, I mean, Steve's in my lounge at the moment, and you can probably spot my geekdom dotted around.
0: <laughs> just, just a little <laughs> bit. It's, it's kind of like a shrine <laughs> to, to, to geekdom here. There are pictures of everything, and there's more Doctor Who figurines than I've ever seen <laughs> in a single place before. Um, but that's, that's the levels we go to sometimes yeah. isn't it yeah. for... um, so I
1: think it's like anything once I get into it I want to know more
0: but that's the same with beer isn't I it I can't that's, just watch that's... a programme
1: and go okay done
0: that's how we've got to where we are yeah. now isn't
1: it yeah it is because you start finding out more you start asking questions you start getting into finding out about like minded people I met you through beer I met, yeah. you, I met you at the um, Ales by Mayor at the craft beer shop they did an IPA tasting in the afternoon, a West Coast IPA tasting. It, it wasn't
0: an IPA tasting, it was a beer tasting, but I made it into an IPA tasting. Okay, that was you. Because I was just drinking all the IPAs. Okay. and um, <laughs> Shock.
1: But it was a beer. So everyone yeah. was there with the beer, and then you find out that there's other bits and pieces. And we found out we've got a common denominator with the next one, comic book heroes. And, and superheroes
0: and just TV in in, in, yeah. in in general
1: but definitely
0: the comic book yes. superhero genre that has now sprung up over the last three or four years okay so before we carry on with the, the comic book chat which is going to take up probably the remainder of this show yep. um, final thoughts on the, the Berlin, burning soul OCT IPA well I, I said
1: it's, it's, it's a very it is a very English take on it isn't it very British um I mean, the hops are Chinook, Summer and Citra. But you're definitely getting a lot of that sweet malty backbone coming through it, which you'd associate with a, an English or British IPA. But it, they have made it a very drinkable Six percent
0: It's incredibly drinkable for 67 um,
1: And that sweetness has started to die off a bit, yeah. I have to admit. My palate's obviously adjusted to it. Um, I would still prefer probably a little bit less of that toffee and caramel backbone through it
0: yeah I'm I'm and probably kind a, bit, of,
1: a bit more the hops coming through would work for me f-
0: for me with an IPA I'm th- these days I'm all about the hops I want the hops to shine in the IPA I don't want an IPA that's a malt forward IPA no um, this so is if, definitely malt forward if I want something that's malty I'll, I'll, I'll go for a standard bitter or or, 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 or something y- you know I don't want that in my IPAs it's not what I was expecting but at the same time I'm not disappointed no from it, that's that that that's for sure. So, both the the the, the daya that, that we've done, the Steady Rolling Man and the Oct IPA from Burning Soul were from the, the beerboards. Beerboards to watch. Watch.
1: Yep, and watch. they're both are very good, very good beer, So. I'm looking forward to the uh, the rest of them I've got in there. I think there's another 10 in, in yeah. the case to do. Yeah. So, looking forward to that.
0: And, um, shameless plug, Time, if, if you are looking to get into a Beer bod subscription, um, there is a discount on our site at the moment. You can get 20% off of your first um, box. From from beer Boss. That's not too bad. That's, that's, that's a pretty good deal. No, it's not a bad so, chance at all. Uh, check that out. So let's um, we've we've got another beer.
1: We I've just we, poured another beer while Steve's been giving you that very very useful information, <laughs> and uh, we've we've poured a beer. You may have heard us mention once or twice so far. Oh yes, um, the Adnams Both Barrels Oak Aged Broadside. Now this is the beer which came out probably about six weeks ago, um, and we we did get quite excited about this if I remember correctly. And I got um, very
0: excited. Well, you about got
1: excited enough to order a second lot on the same night you were drinking it.
0: Yeah, because I had a few bottles of it at ten percent. And <laughs> Instantly, there must be they must have put something in it that, that make you reorder it once oh. once you've drunk too much. So of It's it. all a cunning plan on Absolutely, the part of the yeah.
1: so it's a broadside, but not as you know it. Complex in both aroma and flavor, thanks to six years oak aging in barrels once used to mature bourbon. Bourbon. Shit, Ruth's gonna tell me off again. This unique beer has notes of toasty vanilla oak, cherries, and hints of whiskey with a fruity rhubarb tang. Now, uh, we've both had this already. We, we have. So, this is a little bit older than when we had Cheers. it before. And I'm already spotting that cherry is a bit more prominent.
0: Ch- cherries there. For, for me, on the nose, you're getting cherry, maybe a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of burnt oak there almost like a toasted feel yeah you get that
1: toasted you definitely get it on the palate as well but that cherry feels a bit more prominent to me
0: now I've had the benefit of before we recorded this evening I had a pint of broadside cast broadside which is 4.7% as opposed to the 6.5% of the bottle and Having had a little taste of that, I can get the base flavours of, of Broadside in, in there. I can get the the rich, woody, fruitcake feel that you get for yeah. Broadside. Um, the, the bottled version is a different matter. It's a completely different beer to, to the cast yeah. version, in, in my opinion. Um, but but this, for me, yes, yeah, six weeks on from release has, has begun to soften. Yeah, a, I'm a, enjoying a this bit. loads more. Yeah. I
1: enjoyed it the first time, but I think this is becoming more complex already. There's more coming out.
0: There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And we, we're going to try we'll, and sip we'll, it... We'll keep coming back. To, to, yeah, we're, yeah not, we're not going to go to that. So, um, comic book comic TV, book, which comic is... Comic
1: book TV, which has really come on leaps and bounds in the last few years, hasn't it? Oh, a- absolutely. So yeah. we've got our comic book universe, and predominantly that's a Marvel
0: universe predominantly. In in terms of films, films wise predominantly Marvel are dominating Yeah. They are um, comic kick ass, ass yes. in that respect. Yeah. Um and but on
1: TV, strangely enough, DC seems to have a bit of an edge with with their, their comic book heroes. So you've got your your four series, which I think we both watch so you've got Supergirl, Flash Legends of Tomorrow and the Arrow. I think the yeah. Arrow was the first one. Wasn't Arrow, it? Arrow
0: was Arrow was first, yeah.
1: Flash out of Arrow, it's, yeah. Spawned from it. Legends of Tomorrow sort of came out with a bit of both of them, yeah. And Supergirls on the side, almost in a well, a different universe. Yeah, part of the multiverse.
0: Part of the multiverse, but let, let's just say right now, I'm going to put this out there because apparently I listen to enough film. And TV podcast to know that we should probably say right now spoiler, spoiler warning. Yeah. <laughs> we we may spoil if if you're not up to date with these series, as of right now, we might spoil what's coming up. But it's unintentional. Unintentional. But how excited were you this week with Supergirl to not just have Dean Kane in an episode but to also have Terry Hatcher? In, I haven't seen that one their- yet. Oh, my word, I've just sported it for you. He sported it for me. <laughs> okay,
1: there, there you go. Uh, but okay. I am quite. I was quite excited when Dean Kane was on screen with Helen Slater. Yes. Who played the original Supergirl.
0: And Dean Kane obviously played... Superman. Superman Lois and Clark. Clark. Well, in the most recent episode, Terry Hatter appears as well. Which, Who's also a Bond girl. Which just kind of <laughs> closes that, that circle. <laughs> but, yeah, to so DC, now in... The, the the TV, maybe in the TV world, universe. Because the only no. Marvel one still going
1: is Shield, really. Well, you've, you, you've got you've got others. Agents
0: of Shield. You've you've got you you you're not on Netflix subscriber, no. so you haven't seen the whole Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. They've all got. Those oh yeah, sorry, I haven't seen any of those on Netflix. On, on, on Netflix and Netflix are absolutely nailing those uh, as well. And also due to the popularity of. Punisher appearing in season two of Daredevil. Punisher's now got his own series coming on Netflix as well. So um, Netflix are really doing it for Marvel TV, whereas DC TV is on more of the free-to-air... Well, it's on on on, the Sky. Sky.
1: So it's on Sky 1 for for most viewers over here. Um, And I think they're really nailing that TV universe as well. Especially with their links into each other's shows.
0: Uh, I think that's what they do really well, is it's that crossover yeah. element between, well, this is happening in a certain universe and what's the impact here and and, yeah. and, and, and there and all the rest of it. Although,
1: what the Marvel TV shows do is they also link into the films
0: by reference only. Yeah. And it's sometimes a bit of a weak reference. I'm, do you think I, I feel, Yeah, I think it's like oh we're at the scene where so and so happened and it's like well it's... Oh, I think
1: some of the references in Marvel's Agent Silveries they've been quite good with the Slovakia, Slovakia records.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. do you not remember Ultron? They went to I, or... I think no, but I think
0: that they have to do that don't they to to to, to link that to the yeah, universe. Yeah. But it
1: should be part of that universe anyway.
0: It it should because it's all part of the Yeah. Part of the same thing, isn't it? I
1: mean, we, got, we first got introduced to Agent Colson in the movies.
0: Yes. And for all intents and purposes, in the movie he's dead. universe, he's dead. Yeah. And the, 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 the folks behind Marvel have said, well, he's not coming back to the movies because the movie audience wouldn't understand unless they've invested time in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Which, as someone who has invested time, I'm
0: quite disappointed that he's not going to. Tell I'm I'm disappointed in that, but I can understand where they're coming from because as a, as a, a moviegoer, you may only go and see the, yeah. the, the the films and not invest your time into the in, into the series, which
1: is true. Because uh, Carl, who's a friend of mine who's contributed with comments to the show before, hasn't watched all of the Marvel films, and he's remembering what's happened to you one day and saying, "I can't believe they've referenced the film I haven't seen yet." Uh, it's thinking it's when Marvel Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. were cleaning up after four battling at yeah. the Greenwich Maritime and he said he hadn't seen that one yet and they showed a the little clip on the TV I was in
0: that exact same position at that point I hadn't seen Thor the Dark World which I think was what they were tidying yeah. up after so I wasn't necessarily getting the references uh, at that point but I think I think it's very clever how, how, how they build these universes yeah. And how they do link in to, 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 to one another, yeah.
1: But I've definitely got geekier about it because I was always a big comic book reader. I think one of the comments, and someone we haven't read out was about comics, and I said Roy the Rovers. That was one of the co- yeah, no, yeah, somebody mentioned I was Roy obsessed Robbers, about so, Roy the Rovers, yeah. and um, I but I wasn't big on DC and Marvel comics when I was a kid, um, uh, for whatever reason. But now that I'm watching the DC and Marvel universe on TV and at the cinema, I'm starting to want to know a bit more about history, backstories, links in that kind of thing. But the TV and the films are doing quite a good job for that for me, anyway.
0: I think maybe the TV more so than the films in in the DC in the DC universe, universe definitely. I and mean, DC, are really struggling with their film films. franchise, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Superman versus Batman was shit. So it's, yes it was shit it, it there's was no shit. other way to describe and, and, it and there was that kind of forced in scene where Bruce Wayne was sitting there and oh here's, oh, look, here's the Justice League popping up on the screen it's like why why, why am I seeing these characters yeah. in the middle of this no film relevance
1: it's no relevance whatsoever
0: no relevance I'm, and I'm still not
1: at least with the Wonder Woman but she was actually a person in the film
0: yeah she was sat there next to him at the, at, <laughs> at the time and, and I'm like for, for me, I, I'm really, really struggling with the whole. It's Flash. going to be a different Flash. Yeah. In in the cinematic Gustin. universe, yeah. It's Barry. He Grant Gustin has made the Flash. Yeah. What it is, I I, I feel, and I don't think, I, I think it's a bad move to have casted a different actor. Don't know why you would do it in the cinematic universe.
1: The actor's probably really good.
0: Yeah. But he's up against. Something but he's now. not a Flash. No. Because the Flash is three seasons established yeah. now He he's, he's already built that his own universe yeah. and his own character
1: and I know for, with my son Michael and I think with your two boys as well
0: a well-loved character mm. Flash is definitely our favourite out of the DC world absolutely I, I think for, for me it's it's it, it's Flash first and, and then all the others after yeah uh, I, I mean I've got I, I'm struggling with Arrow a little bit at the moment because I'm just like...
1: Fucking backstory.
0: Stop the flashbacks. Let's just... Can we just have a fucking story now? Just, even just one episode. And and let's... Can, can we also please not have Oliver always facing an opponent that he can't beat? He can't kill to the because last minute. Because that's idiot. every season now. It's just of like, the last episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, then even when he does beat them, they turn up in another offshoot yeah just get get on with it it's just oh. what would be your uh, ultimate geek programme or geekdom what would be if you had to say one what that I most geek out about yeah I'll I'll say mine Doctor Who still I'm massively excited about it April uh, 15th when it comes
0: back I, I think the one that probably got me more than any other series ever got me was Lost and now oh, I know. How much of that
1: disappointment was that by the end of it then?
0: No, I wasn't disappointed. What, by the last episode? No. I, the, the are, last, you the,
1: are you the one person?
0: The last episode didn't disappoint. Well, you're yes. The la- it, you're the person who was happy. It disappointed me because, and, and I, I think this is the problem with a lot of people that invested a lot of time in Lost, was that the, the, the finale wasn't the episode that you wanted because what you wanted in the finale was all of the answers and you never got it. And, and you still haven't got all of the answers and you'll never get the answers. But f- for me, it was the best version of the finish of that series that it could have been. And I I emotionally invested a lot of time in, in, in Lost as well. And and I, I will admit now, I still cannot watch the Lost finale without shedding a tear because it's a really emotional rollercoaster coaster of a of a finish to that series, but that the, there were a couple of seasons. I think everyone will probably agree, season three, four, where it kind of lost its direction a little bit. But that that's the first time that I could probably say that I really invested a huge amount of time into a series of 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 of, of, a, of a program on TV and went off and researched stuff and read stuff and listened to stuff outside of. the the
1: actual series yeah yeah because that's what i've always done with doctor who but there's always been a a multitude of information about doctor who anyway Uh, but before we move on i might have to uh admit to a guilty secret go on then Uh, we've all got one yeah we've all got one this is my one um so uh a late shout out today for someone's uh and pleasure was from luon brew at luon brew um when she said strictly come dancing uh, which I have to I am holding my hand up here and that is a very much a guilty pleasure of mine as well and has been for a number of years now. In fact, when I first met Lou was at one of the live beer o'clock shows and I'm fairly certain we spent eighty percent of the time talking about strictly come dancing rather than the, the beer that was being tasted on the show. Um, so I will admit to outside of the sci-fi world and the fantasy world um strictly come dancing is one of mine
0: so w- without a doubt we're probably an unadulterated geeks aren't we
1: yeah i think we've summed up a, definitely uh, we, we are w- we, we are <laughs> absolutely and, um, <laughs> and a fair proportion of uh, the listeners are as well
0: i think i think we've shown probably just how far we can go given a few beers and a microphone into talking about yeah Geekers. and who who knows where that might take us in the future who knows we may very well do something in the future uh, around this um, watch this space so how's how's
1: the beer going then? Um, despite, almost finished again? <laughs> yeah, yeah despite
0: our previous assurances <laughs> that we weren't going to guzzle this one it seems to be evaporating from my glass I am loving it I'm, that's delicious again absolutely brilliant it has definitely changed a little bit the cherries it's really soft now it's got this really soft balance of there's you, you get the woodiness yeah but it's um, it's not rough. It's not
1: it's not that earthy.
0: It's smooth. woodiness, is it? Yeah. Cherries are dominating. Yeah. Now in in, in that it's like a, it's 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 almost like a, it's almost got a bit of a cherry coke feel about it. Why would you put me off a beer like that? Well. Oh, that's, that's gross. A... Why would you say that?
1: Moving on. Moving on.
0: Um, so what's what what's next? What are we doing now?
1: Bittering lingers.
0: Yes. Let us know, write it down, let us know, write it down, let us know your thoughts and bitter in Lingerness. Oh, write it God. down. Okay, so a few points this week, um, Mark the Gas Man, at Mark the Gas Man, um, was at a beer festival at the weekend, no loud music required, sorry Steve, but no bloody water stations. Want to have a say about that? Well, it's to be expected these it days, is, it isn't it? a camera festival. Yeah. Yeah. So, to be expected. Um, Mark at Million Bevs, um, just something else to get upset with BrewDog about. Um, they've become everything they stood against, a commodity product, stacked high and sold cheap everywhere, except their own bars.
1: I like the last five words there. It's true. Yeah.
0: You, you can buy, what was it this week? One of the supermarket things this week was you could buy two bombers of punk IPA for a fiver.
1: Yeah, you can't go into a bar. So, binder, so eh? that's
0: over a litre of Punk IPA for a fiver. That's how much a pint would cost you in one of their bars. Yep. Uh, and then Paul at UNRCD RCD uh, would be an interesting opinions. What supermarket has the best selection of beers? So we're going to leave our listeners with that one. Yeah. And we'd like you to tweet us. And and tell us which supermarket you think has the best selection of beers. So not indie shops, supermarkets. This is supermarkets. Use the hashtag opinions and just let us know which supermarket you feel has the best selection of beers.
1: Yeah, we already know all the great indie indie range.
0: We do indeed. So um, prize this prize, mate.
1: Prize this prize. Well,
0: anything this week?
1: Going going back to the start of the show, which was obviously quite a while ago now,
0: (laughs) almost (laughs) hours ago.
1: you may recall, that I said I uh, was at Twisted Barrel at the weekend and bumped into Carl, the bearded one, and one of the listeners, the Owl Lady. And the Owl Lady took a rather intimate picture of Carl looking after his beer, one he'd produced. And um, it's a lovely black and white photo. It's beer and beard in perfect harmony. So that will be linked into the show notes. So the Ale Lady has won... The last big box of nothing for this season,
0: and that's she's a first-time winner as well. She is that's a first, first-time first winner. Time she's won it. Yeah, congratulations to the owl lady for, for winning that. Um, and if you do want to have a go at the prizes prize, um, even though we're going, we're going to have a bit of a break for a few weeks. We now, are having a
1: bit of a break, but still,
0: still put your pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Still use the hashtag Cheers, guys. Uh, uh, we'll be dipping in and out once it's got the hashtag cheers guys we will find it we we will indeed so as we say we're going to take a few weeks off now yeah bit of a break because it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind hasn't it it's been a busy busy season for us Manchester Stoke Manchester all over the place Dublin Dublin collaborations London yeah it's um, I've had a good time it's been a big show it's been a big big few weeks it has indeed and it's been we've drunk a lot of good beers as well. On, on, on the journey. But, so we're, um, we're back after Easter? Is that right? Uh, Towards the end of
1: April. Yeah. So yeah. Easter holidays, Easter weekend out of the way.
0: Yeah, but if you follow us on Twitter, we'll be uh, far from quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, there'll still be a few no, polls here no, and there. No. We're still going to carry on with the polls because everybody loves to poll on a Sunday night. Um, we'll still be putting up our beers of the month yeah. on Facebook uh, as well. So March's beers of the month will be up very, very soon. Um, April's will be along at some point in towards the end of April well the end of April perhaps <laughs> probably yeah um, and we will be back at the end of April yeah with so uh, more beers more chat and more opinions so cheers guys cheers we're on e-